0: I hated 12. I did not like 12 because it reminded me of 11 and I hated 11. 11 was crap. It did not engage me. The second I like walked out onto the the first like open map out of the city in 12, let alone the fact that Vaughn was just fucking insufferable the entire time to that point And every point after that point, because I've gone back multiple times and attempted to fucking play this game the battle system was, it was Final Fantasy XI, but you're not online. It's not an MMO. That was it. It was, it was just that. But the gambits thrown in, it was like, okay, cool. You have like this auto battle shit that's going on. You have to individually micro each person. But you can if you're insane. Um, But yeah, every single, single time I've gone to play it. I, I get to it like I I've gotten further every single time I've attempted to play it. But the last time and the time that I've just kind of given up on it was the point where you get past the like the prison dungeon thing where you get Captain Bosch out of right. prison. And you have to go around that city as fucking Vaughn, the worst character in all of Final Fantasy to this point. I
1: am. I am Captain Von Rosh. I'm, I'm
0: Captain, Captain. Bosh. <laughs> I'm shitty character. Why am I in this game? It's just. Yeah, it's just over at that point. It's slightly interrupt.
1: JDK, I will now explain. You have to go around in NPC town and push X. If you push X in the wrong position, you have to restart the entire mini game and go back and redo everything. The game does not explain this, nor does it tell you what positions you need to be in. It just tells you to keep guessing until you get it right. This can take anywhere from 10 minutes if you're lucky to 90 minutes if you're unlucky. Enjoy.
2: Yeah, um, there's a... catch There's a lot about Final Fantasy XII that, like... I, I just it never really kind of pulled me to want to go play it uh, from what I heard. And again, like I thought 10 was a big drastic change and then 11 went online and then 12 just like had nothing that drew me to want to play it. Honestly. I, and and I had big hopes for it and I thought that there was a lot of hype. I literally had like it as my wallpaper on my family computer back when it got announced and shit. And I just remember I think that was a a lot around the time too where like uh, my love of video games was kind of dying a bit too um, with what I had going on in my life too. I was still collecting shit when it came out. I would still go grab games from EB Games, GameStop. Um, But I just don't have a formulated – I have not played enough to get a formulated opinion. I do remember a buddy of mine that DGen played it and one of my vivid memories of like around the the final is when he was literally just laying on his floor – with his head tilted up at his fucking CRT TV sitting on his dresser, just fucking running through it and shit. And I even looked at it and I said, that that's like a cool game. Maybe I'll play it somewhere down the line. Yeah, I could probably just replay Final Fantasy VIII. That's kind of like what my thoughts I, were with so it. So I, t- I will say
1: this, with twelve. if you have the chance, play it on the easiest difficulty of a remake you can get. The story is worth following through if you literally just close your eyes when Vaughn has to do anything.
0: Pretend Vaughn doesn't exist.
1: The rest of the game... He's just
0: a fish-out-of-water character. The rest of the game
1: is... The rest of the game is impressive, which is hurtful. Like, when you you look at Vaughn and you're like, why are you here? (laughs)
0: But
1: the rest of the game has such... It's so well done in terms of what they wanted to achieve with it. I am so disappointed that Vaughn had to be part of it.
0: Um, So instead of that, can we make a weekly stream where we force Jdk to play FF Six and we're all there to heckle him the entire time? Six. Hell yeah! I'm into it. I'm in. Um, I'll
2: be getting back on it soon. Now that I dejan ran through Tears of the Kingdom, don't worry. No,
1: FF Six is so. If we all had to pick an average because we all have like our highs and lows of Final Fantasy, I, I would challenge I would challenge any Final Fantasy fan that has played every Final Fantasy main line from one to 15. Six will always hold the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it's the best Just, overall package it in terms of if you ignore technological limitations, six is really hard to beat music combat i beg Curses. to differ all right I'm into i didn't it i will oh shut the fuck God, up and hear this sorry
2: universe you know card
3: i'm i I'm, yeah I'm, I'm sorry to chime in because i'm no, that's what we're always a fan of final fantasy 6. i think it is a great and amazing final fantasy like but what? i just think that it's archaic in the way that it's written Okay. And that a lot of the characters and story elements fall flat and they don't quite hit the same way. I think it worked when I was a kid and I had a lot more imagination to think yes. and imagine what
1: was
2: okay.
3: going on. So but I
1: I I, I want it, to say, JDK, plug your ears for a second, because I'm I'm a dungeon master and like a story writer.
3: being captured by Setzer. Okay. Is just not really well
0: written at all. Fair? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, it is. is. It's fair. It's an interesting point and they did something they never did in a SNES game and probably will mm-hmm. never do in a SNES game, but yes. No, Dumb. no,
1: hundred percent fair. I'm I'm not here to shit on you, DHR. I'm here to just get you to elaborate a little bit so I can be on the page with you.
3: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of the second one. Um, okay. See the second one. I'm I'm probably gonna go with like the esprs finding and joining with the returnal returnal returners. <laughs> Oh my god i've been paying a lot, lot okay. of eternal. okay Sorry. i i I, uh, I
1: understand i understand what you're saying I it was very that.
3: convenient I the was, end of the world of light it
1: was very deus ex machina at yeah. a certain point okay
3: it's a bit it's a okay. bit ham-fisted i think okay it's like okay. It it's convenient for those who yes. are there, but it doesn't have the same weight that it did when it was just a Super Nintendo game.
1: No, and I, I hear you. Now with that, now that I have that in my mind, I will say continue. I just wanted to know like where you were coming from with that. That's all. Um, it's an
0: important
3: elaboration. Yeah. I I think I can overlook those facts and just love most of the villains. Like I like Kuja, I like Sephiroth, I like Okay. Ultimicia, okay. I don't care. Like, all of Ultimecia. these games have so, elements that I like. Ultimicia
0: didn't exist okay, for, like, okay, okay. 99% of FFA. So, that's true. So, so, but seven, you know what? When seven, I found her, when I seven, finally
3: found her, yeah. she had huge Knockers? tracts of land. <laughs> huge <laughs> tracts of land. Okay. Gigantic tracts of land. Oh. So, so
1: <laughs> let's let's go six to nine. Let's go six to nine really quick. So, oh yeah, six. six. Nice, nice. I know, I know. Nice. Nice. Six, <laughs> six. Ed Kefka. Six. Ed Kefka. Very hard oh, yeah. to top. Very hard okay. to top. Seven gets Sephiroth. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. That's very Something hard new. to top. Sephiroth is well regarded. Okay. So eight gets Ultimicia, and um what's a forgettable fuck? The lesser known
2: um, Ada. Eden? No, Eden. Yeah, no, e- yeah sorry. Adele. I, yeah. Adele?
1: Edna. Edna. Oh Edna, yeah. Edna. Um, Edna. is it Edna?
2: Edna Kramer, right? Adel?
1: So sorceress that helps Ultimateia in the
3: end. Okay. Anyway. Adele. I uh, maybe. So Ultimatia, okay. The brutish nine, looking one that as, like nobody really nine. understands. So as
1: somebody as somebody who's played more of nine than most people. I have to say one of nine's weakest points was how it tried to end. And I'm very passionate on this point. Kujo was a cool villain, but I think the writers didn't know what to do with him. As you get to the end of the game.
3: Wait,
0: Cujo's... hold on, sorry. Did Did everybody beat it? Do we care? I never even played it. I don't care. Okay, so, you can't, doesn't care. Yeah, no, can not no, spoil no. a game that is fucking like 20 years old. Yeah, that's it's true.
1: Sin doesn't care, JDK. I don't care about any six spoilers cool. either. Don't worry. I'm still going to play the game. It. I'm going to continue then.
0: It's 23 Kuja. years old as of Kuja. six days from now.
1: Kuja. Mm-hmm. Kuja Kuja's has amazing. this whole thing where he has an interesting the best in part dynamic.
3: of Final Fantasy Nines. Yeah, don't
1: get me wrong. I'm not shitting on Kuja, but I'll get to the point where I shit on FF9. And, and one of my uh, favorite Final Fantasies. I'm going
3: to shit on it.
1: So FF9 has two major weak points. The beginning and the end. Everything in between is fantastic. The beginning, weak. The nine, weaker. Like the, the end, far weaker. So Kuja is an amazing villain up until the point where he realizes. So here's Kuja's main thing. Holy shit. I just got told I don't matter and I'm fucking useless. I'm going to blow up everything and kill everything as I commit seppuku because fuck you, I'm useless. So everyone deserves to die with me. I get it. Hell yeah. That's fine. Now let me remind you the end of FF nine is Kuja dies. And then the embodiment of eternity and the crystals goes, Oh, I'm actually the last boss. I'm the embodiment of Eternity. We need to fight. Why? Because I said, so let's go pick your party members. If you don't believe me, that's legit how it happens.
2: No, that is how it happens. That's as legit how it
1: happens. You get to pick your party members to fight the embodiment of eternity for no fucking reason.
3: I just want to clarify that I I absolutely fucking love this game. And the last time I played this game on stream, I beat the game by accident by being berserked. And my (laughs) every single individual in my team was about to die. And I had one person left. It's a vid on my stream. It's a clip on my channel. And it's just like, I'm like, I have no options left. And I go for like maybe three rounds and like, Oh my God i beat it like i'm so, berserked and i made yeah, it Woo.
1: every every last boss has a gimmick like sephiroth for example can do that crazy fucking fuck you planetary attack Gen- geneva whatever
3: it's so weak
1: so it's i know so i'm just saying for sephiroth so ff9's mechanic is how many immunities do you have equipped because i'm about to fuck with you he has an All ability called the grand Wolf. cross Rand Cross doesn't deal damage. It inflicts five, to
3: Final five.
1: It inflicts five random status effects to every party member. You better hope you have every fucking immunity equipped because you're about to see what Zidane looks like when he's confused, poisoned, fucking blind, and asleep. Oh, that was just a nightmare. That was always a nightmare dealing with that. It, it, he, he's nightmare fuel like that, yeah. <clears throat> but M- Necron was always a weak point in that series. He's shoehorned. He's, you don't need Necron.
2: He's just in the game. No, There's Kuja. A, Kuja was definitely set up to be like what you would feel would be the end boss, right? But right, the but whole there th- was
1: no satisfying conclusion to Kuja. That's the problem. Is you beat him, he does a little monologue and then he dies. But they didn't have a way to write out okay, but like what happens after? Like why? Because Kuja was there to destroy the Eternity Crystal. His his goal was to take out time itself he wanted to erase time so he was in 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 turn erase all worlds all existence across all time well and that's, that's why nine
2: goal. to me has like that whole fucking uh um, pinocchio feel because literally Garland is like Geppetto and then yes. Kuja and Zidane are literally the puppets, right? Like that's, that's, correct. that's what you find out at the end. And I think that's what it was working from. And just like that whole identity crisis thing, that's also prevalent in nine, just like it was with cloud and seven and also uh, squall to a lesser extent in eight. Um, I don't think it's like, it, it it's, comes out of nowhere though. I think like the whole reason that Necron actually shows up at the end is because of what Garland was doing over time, creating those I'd puppets. Have to-
1: I have to revisit that to, to 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 verify that because so Garland, you're close. It's not just Pinocchio. It's so much worse. Garland is the last surviving member of, of an advanced race. It's such a good story.
3: I love So it.
1: <laughs> the problem is it's a good story hidden in dialogue that most people mash X to skip. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Totally. It's true. If you're willing to read it, it's interesting. But basically, Terra... The alternate world that Garland is from is a highly advanced, thousands and thousands of years advanced version of what uh, Gaia is, which is where you start the Mm -hmm. the general world. And he is the only surviving member. And the worst part is. Sorry, Sin. It's fine. It's fine. he's, He's not even a member of the race. Garland is technically an automaton created to preserve their way of life. But he is the only surviving member. So he malfunctions failing in his task he recreates the race in what he believes is the correct image but soon realizes he needs the flow of souls or death to occur from gaia to flow to terra so he then manipulates the ifa tree and then creates this war using kuja at first it was supposed to be zidane was supposed to do it zidane malfunctioned gained sentience and he's like fuck so he sent Kuja in there to do it instead. Mm-hmm. Kuja creates a world war, starts the flow of life. But then Kuja gains sentience and says, Fuck you, my creator, I'm better than you. So it's, it, it's it's a little more than Pinocchio, but you're you're on the right track.
0: Oh, it's a hell of it's course a very... lot
2: more than Pinocchio. I'm just boiling it down to the simplest. But it's also when you bring up all that yeah. way, that is the the fully the way of how like Final Fantasy IX still was able to introduce a lot of the futuristic aspects that were brought forward with six, VI, seven, VII, and eight. Because yeah, it, it, it you start off in a land where you can't even use a fucking airship unless mist is covering the land, and once mist is gone, right. they can't even use anything. It's because airship technology was only from Terracide. And Gaia was I, completely I, a reduced form of that that way of life. That's kind of like it showed like a yin and a yang concept to me when I played I it as a kid. I don't
3: want to hate on shit. I don't want to bring things up that are like controversial, but I want to say um, all the future shit, like it's not quite steampunk, but the future shit in Final Fantasy was always there. Final Fantasy 1 has a component of the story that is revolving around the future battling the past and like a conflict between the kind of flow of both so there are future elements and locations from the future in the past in Final Fantasy 1 it's just the game was so, made on the nintendo and it's so they, archaic they did it flesh doesn't...
1: it out with stranger's paradise
3: of course like, they did yes it's... they did
1: Strangers of Paradise. So I'm going to say this. Uh,
3: I'm saying we should play this JDK.
1: I think you two should play it. So I'm not going to spoil anything. I know the whole <laughs> game without having played through it because I actually um, share played with a buddy of mine just so I could watch him play it and chat to him while he did.
3: Nice. Refreshing um, every 30 minutes.
1: And yeah, every every 60 minutes because fuck PlayStation. <laughs> um, yeah. But it. Long story short, the best man at my wedding, my best friend, lives eight hours away from me, so that's how we keep in touch. Um, that's cool. Yeah, so Strangers of Paradise answers a lot of questions that nobody asked about Final Fantasy One, and you don't need to ask them. It doesn't matter, but if you really want to deep dive into something that doesn't exist and let Final Fantasy One take you down the rabbit hole, play Strangers of Paradise, because I assure you, the cheesy dialogue, the the absolute fucking plot holes. It begins and ends within it itself. Final Fantasy one. It will take you for a ride, my friend. I yeah, I'm definitely even. not.
2: I'm definitely not opposed to it, but looking at the time and everything like that, let's kind of get to a point where we can okay. wrap it up. Funny thing yeah. is the one thing that we thought we were going to be talking about we didn't really even touch on, and that has to do sure. with um, Final Fantasy Thirteen versus... ta Next time. Next time, yeah. This is pretty much a, a good introduction episode, though. Anyway, I think we pulled a lot of topics out here. So, um, just to bring it to a close... Um, sure. Let's go around and kind of give our opinions on what do we feel is going to be uh the best thing we can see brought forth in final fantasy 16 do we feel that it is actually again going to change ideas and of course based on what you just said with um strangers of paradise i think it's a really good segue because i think that game coming out also that style of gameplay that's not going away now you know the whole fucking turn-based rpg waiting to do your atb Mm -hmm. battle and stuff that's Mm -hmm. gone that that doesn't exist anymore i would
1: love to take point on this one actually Mm -hmm.
2: Okay, Pooba. I you're a talker. I'll give you the floor on this, but keep it short and sweet if you can. Keep and then, and then let's pass it on to DHR yeah. sin, and then I'll wrap it up. And well, I'm gonna be yeah. AFK for a quick second.
1: Yeah. So obviously, uh on a 16 is anyone's guess as to how it's gonna go. It's not out yet at the time of the recording of this, so totally get that. Um turn-based RPGs are the way they were because of system limitations. Uh so, when Square Enix got the, the idea and the technological capabilities of doing real time combat, that was exciting to them, right? They could take Final Fantasy to places it's never been, and they tried it in spinoffs. And then in the main series with Final Fantasy early, early, early concept, Final Fantasy 13 with how its battle system and the paradigm shift worked, and then Final Fantasy 15 with real time combat. Um, I would argue 15 is a tech demo for 16. Uh, Many reasons for that, but I'm not going to get into them. Um, But 16, the way it's looking is they want to blend that perfect aspect of let's take everything that makes Elden Ring and Dark Souls popular, that real-time combat. Let's take our unique blend of storytelling uh, and grab our best storyteller at the time, which is... The lead narrator for Final Fantasy 14. Let's grab him as well and let's create an experience, a single player experience in an era where everyone says single player is dead and nobody gives a fuck, but everyone is crying out for a single player game that's decent again. Everyone wants to experience that. Now, track record for 2023 AAA is not doing well. I hear that, but let's ignore that. I will say that. Uh, I'm very excited for the direction Final Fantasy 16 is taking uh, because, to me, a Final Fantasy game needs two pieces to be complete. You can have the world's best combat with the world's best controls, the best mapping, the best accessibility, but if you can't write a story to save your life, you will lose me in the first two hours of the game and I'll never boot it up again. Guaranteed. But if they're willing to bring the Final Fantasy XIV writer on board, who, honestly, his track record, if you if you actually, like... Look at the abridged version of Final Fantasy XIV's narrative. It's fucking fantastic. I'm I'm excited. So I'd love to open up the floor to Sin and DHR and whenever JDK gets back. And yeah, and let me know what you think.
0: <laughs> There's a really telling piece of media that I read. I can't remember where, and I've actually been looking for it for the last little bit. Uh, and I couldn't find it. But... The the producer of Final Fantasy 16, who is uh, Naoki Yoshida, otherwise known as Yoshi P Yoshi in the Final yeah. Fantasy 14 sphere. Yeah, uh, they've been producing 16. And and again, I can't find out exactly where the fuck it is because I can't creative find
1: creative unit three. Shout out, shout out, best name
0: ever. <laughs> it's such um, a stupid name. It, it, it really is. But he said. To him. Final Fantasy is a game that has. The best mechanics, the best story, the best music, the best gameplay. That's what Final Fantasy is to him.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to add to you just as a quick tangent. It's so hard to think of Final Fantasy without the music, because. Even Eleven, unheard of as it is, the soundtrack is fucking godly. Like mm-hmm. Square Enix has always understood one thing, and that's the soundtrack.
0: And there's this really interesting point I wanted to make earlier, but I completely fucking flopped on it because, you know, we were back and forth on so many different things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Final Fantasy seven. Like one of the few points that you really gave it was that the soundtrack was amazing in the yeah. PC release, which was something that I played more than uh, the PlayStation release because, you know, mm-hmm. it was more accessible to me as a PC gamer. Yeah, they actually had... Because all all of the the soundtrack was all MIDI based, mm-hmm. and they had specifically a Yamaha engineered MIDI sound font that you could install, like MIDI instruments, basically that like amp the game from like a basic you know MIDI soundtrack to like something else. Yep, And just that little that little detail was something that you could easily miss when you're installing it. What's this Yamaha crap? I don't need this where the game would sound. It would sound fine. It would sound good. But if you installed that, it brought it really to that next level. But that's kind of where I am with my expectations of Final Fantasy 16 is that that's what I expect from it. I want to see what that vision of the best story, the best Gameplay, the best visuals, the best soundtrack from absolutely. Yoshi P and all of the other people that they've pulled into this project, Creative Unit Three, as you said, absolutely. It's... Which
1: is which is why I found the the complaint of people saying, "Oh, the kaiju battles, the summon battles that are obviously oh, nobody fucking
0: it's... cares." Fuck no, off with it. People people <laughs>
1: said, "Oh, they they look like at cutscenes." And they look too easy. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't Dark Souls. It's not meant to be fucking insanely difficult. It needs to flow. If it, what it takes is just a quick AT cutscene to get the narrative across. Done. Doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. EHR. Yes. What are your thoughts? I know you're madly in love with FF16 already, but like elaborate a little bit. Like, what are you looking forward to?
3: Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay, I gotcha. Um, I know, I know, I know. Pick, you got me pick, out of the pick blue. One. Pick, one, uh, pick one. I I'm a huge, huge kaiju media fan. I like watching giant Japanese media fight giant Japanese media. Godzilla gotcha. was my favorite, and I've, you know, slowly woken up to other moments that they have developed as well. And I think uh when I see Final Fantasy 16, I see elements of everything I've loved from 1954 all the way through to today. And I know on top of that, I get the modern game elements. So you see things like near Automata that have like, Mm -hmm. oh, changing gameplay elements. It's like, yeah. As long as you make it cohesive, the mini games that you play in Final Fantasy VII, where you blow up a young girl's fucking lungs so she doesn't drown, the way that you play a snowboard as you ride down the mountain, all of those things are mini games. And as you, if you gamify giant kaiju battles into a mini game sequence, that is impactful in a way that you feel like it's epic as shit because you 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 just completed a a series of tasks in such a fever dream that yeah it was so like hot for you that you're like wow i'm tripping out and i feel like i really succeeded in some way because it was so intense it's 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 on a different level it doesn't happen in every game
1: and and I I gather that I think you play as a freet or at least some some kind of avatar of a freak. Uh What's what a freak? Like. Uh Ifrit.
3: Oh oh, Ifrit. Yeah. yeah 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 okay uh, yeah. Fire
1: fire elemental. Yeah. Funny enough, funny anecdote. My my buddy, who's uh, the guy I played Dead by Daylight with, my my best friend, he has watched every trailer, and he his favorite summon is the only one not featured. But it's in a mural in in part of a cutscene. He's like, "It better be in the fucking game." He's so mad Leviathan is not featured. Uh, He's very very partial to Leviathan of all the summons.
0: And that's a really odd one too. Like, yeah, it's it's not really featured in all that many games. But to be fair, it's, Valif- it's Valifor. It's featured in so summon.
3: many
1: games. Yeah, Hold I was on. gonna
0: say Leviathan's f- actually.
1: He's like v- Vailfor, or Valifor, as you want to call it, uh, was the most prominent in FF10. Is actually featured in Final Fantasy 16 and in, in some of the promotional data, which is the wind summon, um, oh, which fuck. you don't see in a lot of them. Uh, well, traditionally- wind
0: and water are traditionally like the ones where. If they're featured in a Final Fantasy game, they're treated as non-elemental damage because they haven't bothered to put the elemental mechanics in for wind nor water. Well, because uh, traditionally
1: they've they've switched out Carbuncle and Fenrir for the wind elemental, and then for some reason in Ten it became Fenrir or sorry not Fenrir Valifor, um, which is interesting. But uh, yeah, um, it's been flopped around. Yeah, before I open up Jdk. Uh, I just want to mention a quick side note, uh, because I I just remembered it. Um, if you ever have dead party members in FF Ten and you go to summon anything with Yuna, just so you know, those party members will stand up and run out of the arena to give the summon room. So they're not actually dead; they're just playing dead because they hate you. Oh no, yeah, I know that. I was they're always a, joke anyway, as a kid growing okay, up. Okay, your your uh, expectations and excitement over FF uh, Sixteen,
2: if any. Mm. I'm hoping it's the one that wins me back. Um, what I mean by that is that I had a big slump off of the series around 11 and 12, based on what I said, right? Because 11, I felt jaded. I grew up in a Mac house, not a PC house. Online gaming was not a thing for me. JDK'd. Um, hmm. What? Sorry, DHR, what? No, no, race. That's all good. J- uh, JDKed. Jaded oh jd JD. oh god wow i'm (laughs) so sorry impulses. it's fine buddy but no like 12 (laughs) i had high hopes for 12 and then i kind of felt like i was a little bit let down on that especially finding about like how the battle system worked and i was just like you know this change is not really for me What i really loved about final fantasy was the ability to sit down and play it like it was a book to read. Um, honestly, I know that's not like a lot of people's preference when it comes to those games and shit. But that's what I really loved about those stories that we talked about previously, especially seven, eight, and nine. I remembered the joy that I had seeing that change to disc two screen or change to disc three screen, and so pro- and progressing so good, right? Like progressing through a story. And then knowing that you're getting close to the end, and that you reach those climaxes, and like we said, all these games, even though six sounds like it has the most definitive point where like the villain wins truly, and then there's actually a, a large amount of time before the heroes regroup to have a second attempt, kind of sounds very Breath of the Wildy for me. But um, you know, seven to an extent had that going on with um giving the black materia to Sephiroth and fully releasing him back into the live stream. It's um, so similar it's yeah, so similar eight also had very same things too when uh the the dark goddess is or sorceress is found out and uh renoa goes into like the uh vegetative uh coma state and everything and you're finding out about like what esther is and all this other shit just just it just hits you within a wave and you're like i just did not realize that this game was going to have all this shit going on um from what i've seen with 16 It does seem like it is going to pull back to that traditional roots of what I love in Final Fantasy, what I think a lot of you guys love in Final Fantasy. I love the medieval Uh lore. I love the aspects behind, um, you know, the story of castles and kingdoms and magic. And uh, I love how the summons are taking a big focal point with the whole Kaiju battles and, and you know what you've seen with like, come to me ifrit," and everything, it sounds like that. It actually is like the embodiment of a summon because you are embodying a summon in that, in that battle there. Yes. Um, and you probably are going to be able to shift between all these other characters. And of course the bosses are probably going to be a summon as well too. And blah, 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 blah. But for me, it's going to be the, if I loaded up and I never played devil may cry, but if that's what the game style is and stuff like that, it depends if I want to do like hack and slash run around. And what was mentioned as well, too, like it's not meant to be a Souls game, but I also don't think it's meant to be like an easy game to run around and just hack and slash your way through either. I think the game is going to try to have elements that hold true to what makes Final Fantasy a series. But I think it is also going to fully step into that action adventure model of a game no longer a RPG in that sense. Um, And again, I I believe that what they did with Strangers of Paradise, what they did with the Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, all that is just basically on that roadmap for Square Enix now. Because it's not when Squaresoft first made the game way back in the 1980s. And the thing that, again, which we all know, the reason it was called Final Fantasy is because it was Squaresoft's final shot at actually making a game before the company just went under um funny enough it's the one that saved it and to this day it's still a big part of a lot of people's lives whether they're um you know new fans that are just finding about out about the game within the last week uh to guys like ourselves that have known about the game since like the 90s and you know i really hope that with it being a ps5 exclusive uh it's going to give me that same feeling Which is why I was happy to get a PlayStation in the first place. I'll be dead honest. You know, if it wasn't for Final Fantasy, I would never have gravitated to Sony. I one never got a PlayStation. Maybe there was some other game that probably would have came along. Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> tune in next episode. Rumble, bah, Rumble. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, you know, I, but it was it was the gateway for me to find out about a lot of great games and stories. And it is still like one of the best revered stories. I honestly feel before I die, if I do find out that I am going to go from some disease or something like that later in life, not now, God forbid. But that's going to be one of the things that's going to mentally root me. I will beat Final Fantasy one through ten before I go. And that's one of the things that I'm hoping that when I do get Final Fantasy 16, I load it up and I put it in that PS5, I'll be happy to actually be able to play as an exclusive for an undetermined amount of time. If I ended up putting it down within a couple hours, though, then that's going to be for me the same nail in the coffin that I had with Resident Evil and also with Metal Gear. Because at some point, my love of the series can only really continue if it continues to feed my creativity that I get from it. If I see that it's just yeah. completely corporate washed, which what I feel happened with the aforementioned series, I lose interest. I shift over to something else, and that's why again I don't want to kind of break this into a different conversation because we can say that for another episode. But I feel like a lot of IPs, like from what Nintendo has, um, somebody said this to me the other day, is that like you know you can talk about all these different game series from different points in time. If you talk about Nintendo's IPs though, they're they're relative throughout the generations because it's always the same. Um, game just a retelling of the same story what I love about Final Fantasy is that it's never a retelling of the same story it's always a different story um, that's what I'm looking forward to with Final Fantasy 16 is it though I, I, I don't know you could kind of say that it's like Nickelback in the way that it follows the formula. similar themes perhaps I, I definitely
0: I would a say different story I
3: would say that at least the first nine Final Fantasies maybe the first ten uh, I'd probably say more of the first eight to nine Final Fantasies all follow the same story, whereas it is a group of rebels or extremists that are rebelling against the government or empire. Religion. Like, yeah, like you've got Cecil and his group of comrades that are rebelling against the empire of... Baron that are conquering the world for unknown reasons it's it's every one of these games is secretly star wars
1: well i would argue though so who's played nine a lot i would argue nine slightly shatters that trope you have it does, a character but you're still a small yake.
3: group of characters that are like fighting the government at the time which is alexandria
1: well, no, they're not even finding Alexandria at the first disc is trying to figure out what the fuck is going on,
3: but because they're... they don't.
1: It's it's about Garnett trying to <laughs> save her mother and then realizing her mother's a shit person only to find out her mother isn't a shit person and she just got corrupted by a shittier person. But she's a I, shit I person would, all
3: right. Her. I would I would still say it's the same story. It's just they lock. they locked out and like spreading it out. Okay. But uh
0: Sin hasn't played it okay. so let's Cl- closing thoughts. Um oh, oh, yes. Yes. I think a cool closing thoughts for everybody would be uh something you want to talk about next time that we didn't get a chance to really dive into this time. Mm. There's 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 so fucking much. There's okay. so much. I will. For go me go personally, wild. it would be um, thirteen. <laughs> thirteen in sp- particular, because I have a lot of good feelings towards Thirteen. I really enjoyed Thirteen. I think thirteen two is like very close to a masterpiece in its okay. own right. I think Thirteen, three shouldn't exist. Um, but I think also like it. it's a really interesting topic, just considering like the whole Fabula, Nova, Crystallis nonsense project that, Spawn. All the 13 stuff plus yeah. uh the abomination that we don't talk about. But like anyway zero, type zero 15.
1: and what fifteen was supposed to be. ta yeah.
0: Okay. Moving on. Uh final Obamna. thoughts. Oh, Final thoughts, uh Puba.
1: Fuck. Uh spinoff games, I mean, there's so many of them, and as I alluded to, my favorite Final Fantasy, if I don't have to pick a mainline, is still Tactics. I can pick up many reasons for that, not just Mechanics. So, there's so many like, I mean, I'll go from Chocobo Racing to World of Final Fantasy, to Tactics to Theater Rhythm. Those are all Final Fantasy games, and those are four different genres. Like, it's there's there's a whole subsection of lesser known <sighs> spin-off games that while good in their own right, they're spin-off games, they're meaningless.
0: Spin-offs spin-off. and mini games.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean there's people understand there's like oh there's like two mobile games. No, there's actually four. Uh you just don't know about the others. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a hey, hey, crazy hey. amount of them. Yeah, like some of the mini games got to probably like triple triad or like as you and I will both say, give me a fucking full length blitz ball game, you cowards if,
1: if you fleshed out a blitz ball game and made it like EA levels of good fuck. I $90 dollars
0: eighty nine ninety nine. Here you go. Yeah, take my e- money. Even Why if it your has micro, even pack. if it
1: has microtransactions, I'm your whale. Yeah, you're fucking whale, dude. Like
0: whale I, one I and whale two reporting.
1: I, I will go broke. I know I will.
3: Make the fucking game. You got my wallet.
2: Sweet <laughs> god. All right. Uh,
3: final thoughts, DHR. Oh god. Final thoughts. Um, I, I guess my final thoughts out of everything I've said tonight, I would probably say that Final Fantasy 13 is lost in translation, and I can't wait to talk about it. Because Fair. there's so much to that game that just doesn't work and <sighs> fundamentally it, it it like i guess you could embrace it like a final fantasy game but it it doesn't work i think the first 10 final fantasy games are pretty good off and then they start really separating what they're trying to do and where they're going with their intention and their plot and their gameplay mechanics so mm-hmm. like it is it is definitively the kickoff point for like sure. a lot of change and as the biggest revelation was probably uh, okay okay the first revelation was 12 it's not the same as old games it's very stoic and character proven hey,
1: We made 11, but let's make a single player variant that plays like 11.
3: Yeah. I mean, for people who didn't play it, like there's a lot of conspiracy and like governmental things that go on. in right off. But when you get to 13, there's something different about it. And I think at that point, it's 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 a really unique thing. And I want to talk about that in a full episode so or the next episode you know like i will say if final fantasy part two
1: if if you're looking for nostalgia if you check the chat to this this voice channel i, I put an interesting tidbit so i'll let you check that while jdk goes about
0: yeah uh, final final thoughts jdk finish this off
2: well i think this is a good icebreaker episode considering that um you know we didn't even really get to what we probably all prepared to talk about <laughs> so um And honestly, I'm pretty stoked to talk about 13. I actually checked and saw on my PS3 how many hours did I actually put onto it back in the day. I actually played that game for 20 hours. Did not remember playing 20 hours of Final Fantasy 13. Um, But no, I think in closing here, it's very interesting to hear um, a lot of our perspectives and how the game actually probably had a big influence on our gaming lives. I'll say that. Um, Because again, like I... Really, do tote Final Fantasy is one of the big series in my life. It really opened up my creativity. Uh, it brought me to a lot of great people, um, and I still do remember like any interaction I had when a v- version of the series came out, or sorry, I should say like a new number of the series came out. Even after ten, I do agree that with what DHR said that I feel one through ten is probably the best you're ever going to get it with a series like that, and everything that after ten fell to the mercy of the changing of the tide uh, of, you know, online gaming rising, MMORPGs rising, more voice acting being introduced, having to change up uh, from a stagnant game style that was very tabletop driven to uh, what are you going to do to hold somebody's attention that's used to playing like first person shooters and, uh, you know, every single part of their stimuli being set off on the screen. You can't do that unless you actually go with the action adventure route. Am I kind of you know jaded in the fact that I miss the be the ability to sit down and play games like Final Fantasy seven, VII, eight, and nine? Of course, but that's the time it was that it came out, and I'm forever thankful that I got to experience that as a kid when it first came out as the fresh new thing. Um, do I feel that those are also great games for anybody who comes across a series wondering where it got to to play? F- fucking hell yeah! Uh, I think anybody does that when they first come into a game series. And they realize that there's a lot more than just the one game that they're playing. And that's what Final Fantasy was for me. There's a lot of other series that I could speak to that did the same thing. But in closing... Uh, This has been a great discussion, great icebreaker, and it honestly does sound like that we can can continue to expand upon a lot of the thoughts that we brought up here from combat to world mapping to world building to how the actual game walks you through the story. What side quests are available, what characters we like, what characters we don't like, what is our favorite game, what is our least favorite game? Um, I think the conversation really can't just stop at one episode and that's actually a beautiful thing uh i do feel that we should really open up like sin mentioned though, get into the conversation of like 13 and 15 and what happened with that Uh, but for right now ladies and gentlemen it's been a very lengthy episode (laughs) thank you all for tuning in big ups again to dhr54 make sure you check them out on twitch.tv slash dhr54 uh big ups to sin as well too make sure you check them out at twitch.tv slash xlsinlx tv as well and also make sure you do check out pula he does not stream unless i force him to oh. do so uh twitch.tv slash magical puba uh if you need to They'll figure it, 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 it out uh, yeah but you got better luck probably finding him harassing me on my stream again twitch.tv slash keely's network i i do very rare surprise
1: streams and they are only meant to be bonuses for keely's channel
2: all right, but for those listening at home and wherever this podcast is available, thank you guys so much for the first episode. This will definitely not be the last. Once again, big ups to DHR54, Sin and Magical Pooba. This is Jdk Nonstop, otherwise known as Keeley's Network, signing off. Take care. Peace.
0: Boop.